Fit Nation. It's Fit Nation. Awesome. Pride is what you had, baby girl. I'm what you have. You've been needing me 
easy. Don't make decisions when you're mad. The path you chose to run alone. I know you're independent. You can make it on your own. Here with me, you had a home. But time is of the essence. Why stay Back. 
Spit Nation, if you're a veteran and you're struggling or feel like you're leading a path towards the darkness, stop and think about those who are around you. Think about how they truly value you, how they will miss you. You are not alone. You need to talk to someone. Someone will listen to you. If you feel like you will be a burden to someone or you're embarrassed about what's going on in your head, please call the anonymous hotline at 1-800-273-8255 and press option one. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to our show on your favorite apps to include the Military Broadcast Radio app. And check out our family shows there, all hosted by veterans, all different genres, great shows from everyone. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, the underscore discrimination. Subscribe and click the bell. This will keep you up to date with our latest news, episodes, and of course, stories of our guests. Speaking of which, our next guest is a mother of three now adult children, born in Fort Rucker, Alabama, studied business administration in Tucson, Arizona, at the University of Arizona, and went on to receive her master's and PhD in international management. At the beginning of her career, she worked in the financial industry and moved 13 times around the world. Today, she lives in Sarasota, Florida, and makes her living as a professional life and career coach, and now author. She wrote a preferred journal, A Mother Took the First Step on the Moon, and she chose to draw on her own personal experiences to help clients, new and current mothers, document their own powerful events. So without further ado, let's welcome Julianne Bosch to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Julianne. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you here and great to have a, someone from Florida where it's just you know warm all the time. So it's great. Yeah, <laughs> we are sweating right now. Let me tell you. <laughs> We're in Tennessee. It's pretty hot here, but we have, a, a, I think, a different flavor of humidity here. Yeah. <laughs> cool off shower every day. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I would welcome that right about now. So it is just blah. So, <laughs> look at dog days of summer already without it being there. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you don't mind, tell the Misfit Nation a little bit more about you than what I just spewed on about there. I mean, I gave the, the, the Cliff Notes version, I guess, of your life. If you want to tell us a little dig deeper in there, go back to your military brat days and then to where we are now. Sure. Um, my father was in the Navy, so uh, I think it was just uh, a norm for me that uh, moving was <laughs> was part of the equation. And as I grew as an adult, it just fueled the quest to keep searching around the globe. So I lived, um, like you said, I moved 13 times. I've been on four continents. Um, and in that time, I had three amazing humans. And uh changed careers many, many times. And um, in that process, uh, I kind of landed where I am during COVID and I, I switched from the financial industry to kind of this career and life coach um, space. And I really enjoy it because I get to talk to amazing humans all over now. And uh, in that, I found that um, part of coaching was what people's intention is and to in order to get fulfillment in their lives, they had to be a little bit more intentional with where they wanted to go. And um, I was turning 50 and uh, I was experiencing a life altering thought of I'm half of a hundred. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I thought, um, you know, I, I want to put something in the world and I want to leave a legacy that um, marks the next decade as kind of sliding in with a lot more gusto. 
And so I created um, a journal, which is kind of along the lines of what I do as a as an occupation to help parents and especially mothers uh, to be more intentional in how they raise their kids. Um, and I, I'm noticing there's so much chaos out in the world right now that um, <laughs> that it's not for me to tell you what to do. It's to give you uh, where I failed, where I had some moments of like, this happened to me. So I tell you my advice. And then I ask you a powerful question to journal about, to kind of set the framework for your own family. Yeah, that's outstanding. I'm glad, glad you brought up the chaos that's going on in the world in the last two years that you started doing this during the chaos, or I guess the start of this chaos, I guess 2020, when all this, uh, the last two years have been kind of a blur of insanity for everybody. If you listen to any side of the news, it's it's crazy for anybody. So yeah. it's, that's a wild roller coaster. And then being a young parent in that time period had to be even more chaotic to try to not one just take care of your children, but also be healthy for them and mentally healthy for them at the same time. So how would you go about leading a, a parent through motherhood with intention during that craziness, that roller coaster? Well, I, I give you some tips uh, throughout the book of, of things that were really important to me. So throughout my travels and living abroad, I leaned on people because I didn't have my family, you know, as military families do, you don't have your direct blood family, but then you have people that are called your survival family. And, um, and I learned a lot from them. And so my pieces of advice aren't like these huge, like recreating the wheel. It's pretty basic. Um, but I took those and I hope that parents will look at them and say, oh, that's a cool idea. And then they keep adapting their wheel of life of how they want to kind of um, formulate successful children and whatever that definition may be, you know, what I, I hope that you embrace kind of your children are naturally creative, resourceful and whole. They will figure it out. You know, you don't have to give them the answers. <laughs> but if that framework is set up, um, for example, one of my things that I set up was called a safety zone in the home. So you could ask any question whatsoever because I said knowledge is power. So ask it to your parents, ask it to your siblings and they can't laugh at you. And, you know, we had a lot of crazy conversations at the dinner table. <laughs> But my kids, they, they really leaned into it and they, they knew, especially when they became teenagers, they knew that that was a place that they could have some discussions to the point where, um, and I tell a funny story where my daughter came home from school, she's in you know early elementary and my son was kind of starting his middle school to high school career. And um, she came in and she's like, mom, I have a safety zone question. I was like, shoot it, give it to me. You know, like I'm ready. She's like, you don't have it. And I was like, what, you know, like, what, what do I not have? You know, what, what could I possibly not have? I have all the answers. I'm a mom. And um, so she's like, no, I, I really want my brother. Long story short, brother comes home from soccer pra or swim practice. She pounces on them. They go in the room and I'm like fretting. I'm like, I don't have the answers. What do I not have? <laughs> you know, and he comes out and he's like making a big, big glass of chocolate milk. And I was like, what is it, Alex? You know, like, what, what do I not have? What did she need to ask you? What was the safety zone question? He's like, mom, give me a moment. You know, I need to process this and I need to drink. He's like, when you set up the safety zone thing for our family, I'm sure you had great intentions, but you never thought about a teenage boy going through puberty ever, did you, you know? <laughs> 
Yeah. Long story short, my daughter wanted to know what masturbation was, you know, and <laughs> she wanted to hear it from the source. She wanted to know from a boy that had a penis. She didn't want it from me, but I created that safety zone <laughs> so that they had a safe space to ask the crazy questions. And um, to this day, there are still conversations and I appreciate the framework that I set up. Um, and again, I say that it may not be coming from you. It may come from, you know, somebody that you feel deems makes that safety zone group, whoever that may be. But um, I don't know, it was a it was a great life, life lesson when I reflect backwards. So I'm hoping that new parents read these stories because they are fails as well. There's some things in there that I did that I'm like, oh man, if you don't do this, you will survive even better. Um, but I wrote those so that parents don't um, feel hopeless. They don't feel like it's chaos and they can't control. What happens inside is where you can control and what you can push them out into the world and say, you can say yes and you can say no to things because it's a choice because we have that intention. Once you started that story, I autumn before you even said what he, what she was asking, I was thinking about kindergarten cop with the little boy saying, "Yep, wow, <laughs> this that story just has to be going, and that's where it went." So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, as I said, they're not like I didn't re recreate anything. They're pretty basic pieces of advice, but I think it's told in a genre. I hope that it's humorous a little bit that we all. Parenthood is, it's a gamble. I mean, but I look at, <laughs> I look at, uh, they are now working and they are uh, effectively doing the three E's is what I call the are they are educated, employed and now elsewhere. So right. I have succeeded, <laughs> um, you know? So I, I am also humbled because they are doing a better job than I was in my twenties. And that's because of a foundation. Definitely, you set that foundation for them by making that safe zone and showing them the right way to do things, even when you were moving so much when they were young. And so they had to see how you were resilient at that point to say, we just set up home in, in X country. We know nobody. Mm -hmm. Let's make this work. And you probably had some tips and tricks you did at each place to make them feel comfortable at first, and then they can go meet kid, other friends and that'll make them happy anyway. But it's, to make you make them comfortable, always had to have them, their hearts swelling with pride. And our mom loves us so much. She takes care of us. She makes us chocolate cake or whatever when we get to these places and then sends us out to find new friends. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's something to be said. I mean, you know, you and I talked about this chaos and the world's unpredictable and war and things are happening and it's scary. And my kids said, you know, we were the dependable factor of everything. They knew that they could lean on us, that they could trust us to give it. And I, and I think that's our jobs right now as parents is that's where you can control the, the world's chaos is creating this um, system for them to know that, you know, even if they mess up, there are consequences. It's a cylinder that you're kind of creating for them to, you know, make mistakes. But at the same time, you're like, hey, this is the repercussions of this mistake or you know, and um, it is not easy. I will tell every parent, it is not easy. <laughs> so um, don't go into it shy. Just like when you, you know, join the military, you know, my dad's like, make your bed every day. You know, it's just, unfortunately, it's part of the, part of the job. <laughs> so it's a victory every day when you make it, you get up. Yeah. Victory yeah. to start the day. And yeah. getting up for me now is a victory. So wake up and then make bed, two victories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then, 
you know, I, I practiced something as well as at the end of the day, after everything, I said, what did I do well? What did I do poorly? And what tomorrow do I need to do better? And it kind of set a foundation even um, to kind of give myself a little bit of grace because I think we are our worst enemies sometimes and we fog the brain and we are the ones that bring in saboteurs into our life of, you know, <laughs> who beats us down and, and makes, you know, makes life a little bit harder because we create that. Um, so I'm hoping that the book, A, makes you put pen to paper because I ask you to write in my book, which is like a no-no. <laughs> At least in my day, it was like, don't write in books. But I'm asking you to kind of pen it down and think about like, one of the questions is, you know, what, what define integrity? What is your integrity? And if a child can ask you that and you can tell them what you look at as integrity and that may formulate and morph into something bigger, they know that, they know that that's what your parents believe. Um, and then when they're shot with all these questions of what they're going through, you can process it. And then I will say as parents, you know, there's things that we didn't have to deal with when we were little kids, you know, like social media. <laughs> so, you know, like um, I even tell a story of that. And, and I think that's where I was leading with this is I screwed up. I mean, basically I um, social media. I said, if your great grandmother saw that, what you posted, would she be, would she be proud <laughs> or would she ask a lot of questions? Right. And um <laughs> One night, my husband and I um, had a really great night. We were, you know, enjoying our friends. And, you know, I had a little bit much uh, a wine partaking of the party. And we rochambeaued on who had to take swim lessons to swim lessons the next day. And I lost. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Snapchat had just come out. So I thought it was funny. I took a picture of my boob and I sent it to my husband, like, you're a boob to sleep in and let me do the swim meet you know because that was hell like to be hung over and running a swim meet and a bunch of kids it was like the worst thing ever and lo and behold I'll tell you the story you probably know what's going but my daughter opened that snapchat on my husband's phone <laughs> <laughs> and it tells the story of how I had to recover from that and then you know practice what you preach is the name of that chapter and again not a huge revelation not a big piece of advice but practical um and then it asks you as a parent what do you stand for and journal it and kind of put your pen to paper and commit to it little life lessons in the early snapchat days yeah that's a good one yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and knowing that your young children will grab phones and look at it <laughs> oh yeah yeah and and to gulp and apologize <laughs> that that was not what should have been uh put on social media because Although my great grandmother probably wouldn't have cared, but you know, it's not something that I needed to put out there <laughs> in a time of weakness. So, <laughs> um, you, yeah, you were definitely in a time of mental weakness after a night of, of wine. So <laughs> it hurts yeah. your, your clarity at that point. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I, I think I tell that story just to, to make it a little bit more human. I'm, I, in no way I'm imperfect, but when people tell me now, when, you know, my kids are in their mid twenties, um, what amazing adults and humans that they are in workplace and not solicited at all. That's like your greatest prize at the end of the day. So 
um, I'm leaning in the belief I did something right. Yeah, you definitely did. You got the three E's and you forgot one E, empty nest, and that's good. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. I, I'm adapting to this new empty nest. Um, you know, it's much quieter. So now that's a new thing. My wife said I take that emptiness a little too far because I, I just walk around with nothing on now. I said, bye bye. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hey, <laughs> you earned it. You earned it. You earned it. Daughter can still come in any time. So it's my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I know I, I had a lot of fails as a, because I wasn't home a lot when uh, my daughter was young. I really wasn't home a lot until she graduated high school because that's when I was getting out of the military. So a lot of times I was left alone with her. I made a lot of, you know, very bad parenting moves like uh, early on diapers trying to get them on and ripping the tabs and getting angry at them so I didn't want to spend more money on another diaper so I just took duct tape and taped it together and handed it to my wife and she came and she said what'd you do I saved the diaper <laughs> she said, Whoa! but she I mean she lived and so did I somehow but <laughs> things like well, that I, that must be a dad that must be a dad handbook because my husband also duct taped the diaper and I had twins so <laughs> Hopefully they duct tape no. together. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't. But you know, I we are. I was grateful uh, that they were alive and healthy. It didn't matter if they were dirty, you know, like or you know, their their um, their diaper was duct taped. At the end of it, I had to realize that they were healthy and fine. So in tape to the skin, it was good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I did not verify that part. <laughs> I know I didn't. <laughs> oh, goodness. My finger to make sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, I think, you know, when you're in it, when you're in the, you know, I can use the word, when you're in the trenches of parenthood, yes. you know, like, God, you think, are we ever, are we ever going to get out of this? Because it's tough. I mean, and I think with, with some reflection, um, I wish I had laughed a little bit more. I wish I had, you know, um, I, I can take my advice now and I can look at it and I said, it, it breaks down to something simple. Don't, don't try to make it harder on yourself. Um, but if you have kind of a basic premise of what to follow, I think your kids um, give you a little grace, give you a little leeway <laughs> sometimes when we you know duct tape diapers they're like ah okay well <laughs> i wanted to save money <laughs> yeah yeah um, you know i mean my daughter i mean i i reflect on this too i mean i like my daughter had a phase where they had these crazy bangs you know like they they had these bangs in their their face and she's like oh my gosh why didn't you force me to get a haircut i was like that was the least of my you know fighting topics I could have cared less if you had bangs in your eyes you know like um and then you know they went through phases of wearing very strange clothing like you know my daughter is like every shirt I had had a weird unicorn on it like why why did you let me do that you know <laughs> made you so <laughs> yeah so you know there's some there's some areas that as a parent you're willing to fight and then there's others where I'm just saying you know you you got to stick to your guns and, you know, I, I tell another story about lying and that's one that I just would not tolerate. It's like, just don't lie to me. You know, like you can tell me anything, but don't lie to me. And uh, my son proved that to me down the road. He said, um, 
their school had a unique opportunity where they put all the high school seniors into a auditorium and uh, they put police officers in there and said, hey, you can ask us any call, you know, any question that you have before you go out into the world, before you graduate from high school. And the undercover cop said, who in here, if you were put in jail tonight, would call your mom? And my son raised his hand and he said, mom, I was one of the few. And that was probably like one of my shiny moments that he trusted me enough that when he was in a really bad situation, um, that he could come to me, that even though that would have been rough, <laughs> that he did something that he was put in jail, but still the fact that he knew he could depend on me to like figure it out without a judgment. And I think that's kind of the world I want and I hope parents can create um, with rules and some regulations in there. So. Of course, you got to have some kind of uh, parameters, uh, I guess. Yeah. And to dance around and, and play in the gray area as much as possible and, and fall down. And of course, as a parent, you're falling down too, but you just got to get up every once in a while and, uh, and say, hey, I did all this right. I may have got that one part wrong, but I got all this other stuff right today. We can make it till, till tomorrow, which is why I like the list that you make now with what you did well, what could be better, and how can I make tomorrow better? That's a yeah. great, great way to go into your your night routine to get into the next day of rolling. So, and I think that's yeah. you're teaching you taught your children and through your book is what you're teaching the other parents to do. Yeah, and and I will say, um, if you look at the cover, it, how a mother took her first step on the moon, I was inspired because I kept thinking about you know every kid starts this book called Good Night Moon when they're little. I, that every parent, I don't know, it's like a manual book or something that we all have to read it to our kids. So I did a spoof off of that, but it, it was with the intention, like Neil Armstrong, he was the first astronaut to like step on the moon. And it had to have been super scary because it was a fear of the unknown. You didn't know if that was it, you know, like you were morphed on the, on the moon or what. Um, and parenting is kind of like that. We're stepping out into an unknown. Like, we don't know what our kids are going to do. I mean, uh, they are part of you and part of your spouse or part, you know, two parts of, of two people that are meshed together that, gosh, we could have created something pretty scary. You never know. Um, <laughs> um, but it inspired me, like, this book has had so much response that um, people are sharing memories, sharing new pieces of advice with me. That is so cool that it's inspired me to um, write a second book and it's called How She Took Her First Step on the Moon. And I interviewed, because we lived all over the world, I interviewed now mothers from all over the world and got their pieces of advice. And so that will be out, in, not this holiday, but next holiday. So I'm excited that that's gonna launch. So I hope to come back and talk to you about that because um, it was my dad who cemented that kind of thought process that. Um, and the cover of it is three military uh, sitting at the table uh -huh. and um, and my Japanese neighbor and my British neighbor sitting there, they had never had Thanksgiving because my dad said the hardest part when he was away was never having a holiday meal. So in these 13 crazy locations that we lived all, all over the world, I would bring the misfits of the nation <laughs> to my dinner table for Thanksgiving. and. It was the coolest thing to see my children sitting next to, you know, a Hispanic kid that missed speaking Spanish because my husband's from Spain. So he was speaking Spanish to my husband. 
sitting next to a Japanese lady that had never had turkey next to the kid from Oklahoma that was just like thrilled to be eating as much food as he wanted, you know? And so uh, the book too was inspired by the coming of the table of a military table. It's always that kind of eclectic mix of people in the military. And that's that cemented with me, with my own father. Um, and now even into my fifties plus <laughs> how important it is to, you know, show your kids all that kind of differences and bring it to your table and talk about it and have communication about what's going on out there. Even, you know, you and I had this conversation about depression or things that are happening. Like we, we just didn't talk about that stuff when we were younger. And I think now it's really powerful for parents to just have the communication. You may not agree or you may agree to disagree and that's okay. But um, I'm finding now my kids are bringing books and things to me to, to read and said, Hey mom, you know, you're antiquated. <laughs> look at, look at this. <laughs> yeah. Think about it now this way. Um, and I'm appreciative of it because it's not like a, a judgment now on their part, you know, I'm still learning and I hope I'm 80 and I'm still learning stuff, but I think it's all these people that are of, um, coming to that table and having communication. And even this book has sparked, you know, I had a grandmother tell me, well, I don't have grandkids, but I read your book and I really enjoy it. So now she sat down because it's also about capturing your memory at this time. And she's writing emails to her unborn grandkids. And if she's no longer here, uh, it's all her pieces of advice. And so in her will, she put the password to the, to the email. And I was like, well, cool. If that's one thing that has changed and that one piece of advice for a grandmother to kind of write her history so that her grandkids who may or may not get a chance to meet her get that like time capsule, right. well, then that's, that's cool. So <laughs> that's something my, my daughter and my niece for my dad's 80th birthday, they gave him a book to uh -huh. write down his life because we just lost my mom a year prior and we didn't have a chance to do that with her because it was sudden. So they gave that to my dad. He, he got emotional and he keeps it by his nightstand and just writes every day, something in there. So if he thinks of a story, he laughs and writes it down. He won't do emails. So we got to do it right. But he's eight. Hey, but that, that's <laughs> the, the legacy piece. And I think, you know, we talked about this chaos, like there's pandemic, there's war. I mean, they're, they're dealing with stuff that we just, we didn't, tap into that in you know when I was in my 20s or my teens or even elementary school and I think now they're leaning for uh your grandfather's book like your your daughter and your niece are like really interested like what has he got to say about this and I I think it's really important also to document your thoughts and what you your beliefs are because they're thrown they're they're interested they want to know why you think a certain way so um Again, I, I keep saying this parenting with intention, if they know how you're thinking, they have some basis to like go off of. And, right. <laughs> you know, this, this grandmother said, I got in a car accident. And so I wrote out a list of all the things that happened to me. And she's like, and if I forget anything, just remember your grandma told you, you know, this is, this is what you do. You know, you, you call your insurance, you take pictures, you whatever. Um, but I thought, you know, that's great. She's, She's writing a manual book of your own legacy. So 
don't get into a fight at the accident site. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think uh, the book has just created conversation. And I think that's kind of like my greatest gift from, from writing it. That's awesome. And you get an instant feedback too. That's, and that's a great thing. And I wrote the book that's behind me, 13 step guides to success. It was right at the end of uh, 2020 going into 21. So my daughter at the end of every month during the pandemic, I would do a Facebook post saying, welcome to this level of Jumanji. And, it, and, and some funny stuff in there. You made it through this, this, and this, this month. Now next month, it's going to be this, you got to make this level. So my daughter said, you need to write the book. So I wrote it, she edited it and I put it out last Christmas. And in there I do the same thing. I, I, give the little stories of me, how I was not a great person when I was young and how I morphed and now how I think you can be successful as a human. And that's, so I, hopefully. Yeah. I think as we get older, right? We get a little more wisdom. <laughs> a lot along the way, the steps of life. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I say that to my kids. I'm like, you know, I made a lot of mistakes, but don't make my mistakes, make your own mistakes, but know what I, what I did screw up at. So you don't do that, you know? And, uh, so I love that, you know, even 13 steps is, is, is a guide. You didn't, you're not telling people like, these are the steps you need to take. No. And so I think we align in that is I'm not telling you how to mother because everybody has a different definition of that. And you probably, everybody has a different success definition. Right. Um, but what is great about this is, is, keeping the uh, momentum to keep that brain cog cognizant and, and spinning. And it's like, Oh, Oh, I didn't think about that. And I guess that's why I want, you know, uh, parents to kind of think about their game plan. So like you, you know, think about your steps right. <laughs> to success. I don't want to get out of my own way. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, um, you know, I, 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 again, just reiterate like, I created three humans that are actually better than I am, you know, <laughs> so it's a success. And I mean, that's something that I mean, our parents, my parents especially taught us, they try to do everything to make our life better. And I think we took that lesson and pushed it on our daughter. Well, I say we mostly my wife. And then when I was home, I was able to you know influence a little bit. And I'm sure that's the same thing you and your husband do with your you're three humans that are now out of the house with the, the three E's plus E. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you, you think about that as well as just, you know, like they eventually will start a family right. and you hope, you know, you hope that that uh, foundation is cemented in some of those basics that were important to you. I mean, your wife obviously maintained the home and it was a tough job. Um, you know, there's, there's times that you want your kids to also see that it's not easy. You know, you obviously had a job, you were in the military, you know, <laughs> it was what put food on her plate, you know? Um, and, and I didn't see my dad much growing up. So I was, I felt privileged that I also had the opportunity to be at home with my kids um, and be a part of those moves. So I think it's also coming from a little bit of gratitude as well. And I, I ask you in this book to kind of document those things of gratitude because we forget. Sometimes you forget a little bit about um, the things that were successes. Um, 
you know, my, my son rode his bike to a friend's house across a busy uh, road. And I remember that was one of the gratitude pieces I wrote in my scratchbook that day. Like he made it from point A to point B. <laughs> he did not get hit by a car. Uh, he texted me like, made it mom, you know, like, geez, you know, like mom, I have to even text you, you know? Um, so I think, you know, also taking a deep breath and processing what you're grateful for, whether it is in your steps of success or your um, intentional parenting is uh, to look back and, and just kind of step-by-step also look at the, the little pieces that you can say, okay, it, it wasn't a huge success, but that little step of success or that little thing I'm grateful for, or that little parenting nugget uh, is, was a win. So <laughs> today's win. <laughs> yeah. Today's win. So Julian, where does someone pick up your book or get in touch with you to be their coach? Um, my, uh, Amazon has it all over the world. So you can just Google my name, Julianne Bosk or Mother's First Step. So it's www.mothersfirststep. And that'll link you straight into my website. And um, I set up my uh, coaching practice kind of separate from it. But in about a week, you'll be able to click right there and you can uh, get me as a coach and we can do a little meet and greet. And if I'm not right for you, sometimes... I meet people and, you know, we aren't uh, the perfect match. Maybe they find somebody um, that they would like. I encourage you to interview people. And I also have a team that I can refer you to as well. So I don't want you to just stop. If you say, oh, I'm not a parent um, and you want a coach and you want something to kind of uh, spur your thought into fulfillment of life differently and you don't connect with me, I'm always happy to refer you. And I encourage you to interview a lot of coaches. Awesome. And one more question. If you can give three tidbits of, or three nuggets of advice for that new parent, what would it be? Three tidbits of advice. Um, uh, I would say my first one is don't make assumptions. My second one is use the word interesting instead when something is foreign to you. Uh, say, oh, that's interesting when you're, you're thinking of yourself, dang, that's weird. Um, and my third one is um, love bomb unconditionally. Um, even when you don't feel like it, um, you know, I, I encourage you right now that there isn't enough of that in the world right now is that just uh, intensity of love bombing someone right now and just saying, you know, I don't agree with you. I don't think about the way you're thinking things or I don't understand why you chose the choices you do. I don't like you maybe, but I love you. <laughs> um, and I think it will change. Those three pieces will um, change your perspective because sometimes our kids can be little sniggets <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not really happy with you right now. So I think that is a, a really big one for me is just love bomb them unconditionally. That's interesting. I love you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for taking some of your time to share your story with Misfit Nation and of course your, your work you're doing. I look forward to your, your next book coming out and having you back on. 
Yeah, I would love that. I enjoyed talking with you too. Awesome. Thank you.
know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on Fit Fit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on TheMisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling, because we are Fit Nation.